Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Show podcast. I change the name so often that I don't even remember myself what I call it. But just thank you for hitting that play button where I just enjoy sitting down with people and getting their stories out there because I believe that when we share stories, we learn from one another, uh, we inspire one another, we connect, and from that, we grow community. I believe community wins. And so today, I got this great opportunity to sit down with my man, Doug. And Doug, I thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks. Doug and I are fast friends. We've been spending the last hour together, almost doing an interview before the interview, <laughs> getting to know each other. We have a great mutual friend, a couple of mutual friends. Yes, sir. Greg Hawks, who I've interviewed before, and then also Derek, who helps me with my five random things uh, video whenever we have the opportunity to do that. So, Doug, let's jump right in okay. and give us your, I like to say, your 120-second story. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so started off in a broken home, a lot of uh, ACEs. So, for those of you listening, you can go online and Google your ACE score. And that's adverse childhood events. And the first time that somebody introduced me to that, it was at a TED Talk, Oakland, mm -hmm. OKC TED Talk, and the guy was speaking about that. So I went and took the test, and it was only 10 questions. And I was like, wait, well, that's it? That's it. It's only 10? So there's 10 possible ACEs you can get. Okay. If you get one or two ACEs, then you're set up statistically to be have problems with drugs, arrests, things of this nature. Well, it turns out I had eight. And oh. it, it's, yeah, that's what it said. It said that in the, in the response it was like, Oh, <laughs> it did. It said, we're sorry. Oh, this happened to you. Sorry. <laughs> we are so sorry. It did. And I was like, uh -huh. well, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it says the way to change the trajectory on the, and not become an, a statistic is to lock in on some relationships, some positive mm. relationships can catapult you out of that mess and, and, give you a good life. And that's exactly what happened to me. And these positive relationships in my life focused me to want to learn more about relationships and then help others learn more about relationships. Cool. Yeah. And, and tell us, where did you grow up in? Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake, what is that like? Awesome. Is it like, <laughs> yeah. is it beautiful mountains? Yes. Yeah. cool air. There's none of this humidity, no insects everywhere. Uh -huh. no, you're not sweating when you walk outside. Yeah. There's cool, dry air. You want to go ski you want to go camp whatever it's like 20 minutes away now i'm going to assume that uh you can ski yes sir okay do you still go pretty regularly so now that we've got the little kids it's been hard to all go and do a ski trip because they won't wouldn't be ready to ski yet so now that our littlest guy is eight we're thinking about mm -hmm. going back but i used to ski every year until until the kids came so mary mary ann um mary ann uh, does she ski? Yes. I oh, does she? Her. Oh, you taught. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. she's good too. Cause where's she from? She's from Oklahoma City. Okay. She went to Southeast. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, Southeast girl. Yeah. Wow. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Been married for how long? Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about uh, the work that you do. Let's say that your your day job. Let's call it your day job. What's your day job? So my day job is pharmacist. Okay. Um, so that's your drug dealer. I'm a, I'm a certified legal drug dealer. <laughs> I need some medical marijuana. What I mean. <laughs> right, exactly. We got it. Right, okay. exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So drug dealer by day, and then at night, business coach, engagement, relationship, help. Business coach, what does that look like? So that's 
keynotes, workshops, going in, helping managers connect with managers, managers connect with employees, or, or uh, uh, businesses connecting with customers. Okay, and you and your wife, you all have some Facebook videos that you all right. do around marriage. Uh -huh. So tell us a little bit about that and how did that get started? So that's another form of uh, personal growth, personal growth with relationship strategies, and we both are really into the subject matter. And I was listening to, I think it was your Greg Hawks interview, and it's like you have one life. Mm -hmm. You guys said that. It's not like you go to work and you're one way, your relationships are at one way, and then you come home and you're a different kind of relationship guy. Like yeah. you're, you have the same relationship vibe, whatever you're doing. Yeah. So we use that, and so we want to learn about relationships to help our personal lives, our professional lives, whatever it is. And in doing so, we, we've learned and picked up some tips and tricks that we try to help others with too. Because we're cool. all struggling. Relationships are hard, yeah, right? Yeah. We don't get any kind of like practice or experience or classes. Like when did you sign up for a relationship class? Yeah. Never, right? Uh -huh. We're just expected to be good at it. Yeah. But and then we, we fail and it's tough. And I'm actually doing some research at the moment and you know when I ask people, I'm like, Oh, how are you doing with your relationship? They're oh my relationships are good, man. I'm, uh -huh. I'm solid, right? Yeah. Like my girl loves me. I'm like, hey, you know, right? <laughs> but what, what the research is showing is that not only are our relationships struggling, like when I say there's a question, all my relationships are at their best at the moment, most people either disagree or strongly disagree. Mm -hmm. So we know that relationships across the board are struggling. And we also know that there's a lot of things people are doing that hurt relationships. Okay. But yet nobody wants to admit it or try to like, listen to a podcast or do something to improve upon it. Yeah. Okay. So I talk about go win. Mm -hmm. And so we define go win as uh, discovering or defining the right things you need to be consistent in to achieve the wins you want for your life to live out your greatest story. Right. And so what are some of those right things that you've discovered okay. that really helps enhance a relationship? So the model so what are some things that you say, Hey, be consistent in doing these things. That's right. To win in relationship. Yeah, and the consistency turns into habit, turns mm -hmm. into success. Mm -hmm. So the my first book is actually has a system. It's called the Equip System, and it has five variables in it. E Q U I P. E is encouragement. Q is quality time. U is understanding. I is investing, and P is your presence. Mm -hmm. So you're always focusing on injecting those into your relationships, encouraging people. Hey, man, you're doing good with your mm -hmm. podcast. You know, yeah. hey, or. Uh, quality time appreciation hey thanks for having me out you know you could have yeah. brought Greg back again but yeah. he gave me a shot so yeah. thanks <laughs> or Derek or maybe not Derek maybe yeah, Greg not Derek. Yeah, yeah, Greg. yeah yeah not just Derek. kidding Derek we love yes. you you got I'm it I'm not kidding uh, <laughs> so or investing understanding and having that presence in your relationship these are all things whatever the relationship is you sprinkle those in and you're gonna create those winning habits yeah that's good 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 so we all have hobbies, right? We need something to do to kind of get our brains away from maybe our work sometimes. Right. Basketball? Like, yep. what? Is that your thing? It used to be. <laughs> <laughs> My jump has gone from that to that. But so you were you a baller growing up? Um, it was my passion. Okay. So I loved it. Anytime I could be in the gym and, and playing basketball, that's what I did. Uh, so intramurals, it's funny because then I was also a late bloomer. Mm -hmm. So uh, on my high school team, 
the coach did everything he could to put me on that team, but I wasn't I wasn't coachable and I wasn't listening, and I also couldn't get the ball between my legs uh -huh, on that drill. Uh -huh. So all the other guys were like your size, yeah. and I was just like this little guy on the bench. But man, that coach was trying to get me on that team. I just I blew that opportunity. But then I started to grow. So uh, when I got when I hit my uh, growth spurt, that was like later in life. So college gave me a good opportunity to play. So. I was in the gym playing intramurals as much as I could. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when did you stop playing? So you don't play as much now, I'm assuming? <sighs> Honestly, man. So I stopped playing when people started like going by me. When I started, <laughs> when I started to get smoked. <laughs> when my body wouldn't do what my mind wanted yeah. to do. And then they start trash talking me. And I'm yeah. like, okay, wait, I'm, I'm done, man. I'm I can't done. do this. Yeah. 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 It's, it was so frustrating when you start to lose a step. And then like these young bucks. And then they're yeah. dunking on you. And I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. Time to switch to mountain biking. <laughs> <laughs> mountain biking from basketball to mountain biking. Okay. So do you still bike? No? So we just picked that up. We actually started that as a hobby together, my wife and I, and we both oh, just cool. have fallen in love with it. Yeah. 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 Now your children, you have boys and girl? Mm -hmm. Two boys, eight and ten, and a girl, she's fifteen. Fifteen years old? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look like you're old enough to have a fifteen year old. Oh, thanks, man. Now I'm super old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Give some tips on raising boys versus girls. Mm, man, honestly, I don't know about tip-wise. The girls, she's been good. She's on the tennis team. Yeah. And, uh, she's really, like, mature and uh, she's helpful. She's almost like a second mom to, those, to her two brothers and really helps with all of that. The advice, I would think it doesn't really matter if they're a boy or girl. And my advice would be don't treat them like they're a boy or a girl. Okay. Get out of those uh, those biases, those those things that have kind of been passed down. Like, because my daughter, she's the athlete. She's the one that grabs the fish and pulls the hook out, uh -huh. and the kids are like, uh -huh. like yeah. I don't want to touch yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. So, I think breaking those stereotypes would be the best advice, and just let them become who they're supposed to become, okay. whether they're a boy or a girl. Yeah. Good. 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 Um, what inspired your first book? Talk about your books. So I've got. Uh, two books, a workbook, and then a third book in the works. So the first book was the platform for my uh, launch of my, my uh, corporate business. Okay. So and I wanted to get into engagement, corporate culture, decreasing job strain. I wanted to have like already kind of a platform, a recipe in print. Yeah. So companies could see what I'm about and it's just an easy system that so people can take it home with them or you know follow it follow along so mm -hmm. that was the the plan to give me a platform yeah. and actually my wife was was like you need to write the book first and i was like no i'm going to just start doing workshops she's like write the book first and i was okay. like fine so I, yeah. I write the so I, that's what i did okay yeah so that's got a little system in there of things that you can do that will help relationships but personal professional spiritual and it's got that equip model in there and it breaks it down on how to do each component. Uh -huh. yeah. And so then the workbook came after the book. Workbook came after the, the book because everyone's like, you don't have a workbook, you need a workbook. Mm -hmm. so it's a nice workbook. Thanks, man. So, yeah. <laughs> so that the thing that ended up being a, a surprise about that is that we actually use it at our dinner table to, uh -huh. to kind of guide uh, positive conversations. Yeah and start to build those habits with our kids uh -huh. that are gonna help them with their, their relationships. Yeah. So that's a that's a good little gem for kids or young adults to, to help start building those positive habits. And then the second book? So that is the other side of the coin. That's Connection Killers, and that's those are the things that we do that hurt relationships. So it's got 12 connection killers like blame, shame, triangulation, comparison, 
all of that. And those are the things that you want to avoid because then you're not going to resonate your best self. Now, I, I'm just flipping through both of them. Mm -hmm. The format is different on them right. as far as how it looks like you roll them. What, why, and is there any, any secrets to why you did them or <laughs> did it that way? So hopefully you get better with the more you do things, right? Uh -huh. So I feel like the second book is actually a better format than the first book based on the feedback that I received and just based off how many times I've read it myself. So I wanted to kind of switch it up to make it an easier format to digest. Mm. You can pick it up, put it down. Mm -hmm. And, and the, actually the reviews have been good. People have liked the format okay. a lot. And the ebook that's out with that too, it has a nice little same kind of format that's really easy to just click to where you need to go. So it breaks it down on what causes it, what does it look like, how do you overcome it? Man, so this is the second book, <laughs> format's different. Um, had you seen it written like this before, or is this something that you just... It's just, it's just kind of how my brain works. I'm okay. a, I, I try to like compartmentalize things. Can y'all see so, that? So I kind of broke this traditional book format. I like that. And turned it into something that was like easier for me to digest and what I would think would be easier for other people to digest. Okay. Yeah. Now you all, for those of you who are watching on video, you can't, you're probably like, why does he keep, I'm looking at the questions. I like to always give my little how I'm doing stuff, make it feel real. Yeah, and so um, so I'm looking down at the questions uh, that I have. These questions for Doug actually came from our friend Derek. You let this cat uh, out. Yeah, yeah, I, let the, I always tell, because I want people to know, like, uh, there's, yeah, like, it's, it's uh, real uh, here. And so, uh, faith is a big part of your life. Yes, sir. Do you, do you have a devotional? I think Derek was Derek and I were talking about maybe a devotional or what is that? Is that the workbook? No. So what that is, uh, so okay. So I used my dad was atheist. Okay. So I'm talking about growing up in a in a dark house. That was uh, part of it. I'll just say that my dad was atheist, and as a child, I kind of believed in God, but every other word out of my mouth was f this, gd uh -huh. this. Uh -huh. Like there was no, I was, I had no walk. Yeah. And. In pharmacy school, I was the same way. There's one of my good buddies now, he was like the Christian leader and I was almost like the anti-Christian leader just by the way the way we communicated mm -hmm. and, and that our like lifestyles and the things we were promoting. So, I, I, but I still would pray and I still like inside I felt like there has to be something else. And in pharmacy school, when they would break down like how the chemical structures of these molecules fit exactly on these receptors and how all of that just, creates these functions in our bodies. It just seemed to me like there's just no way this could just evolve yeah. out of like a soupy mess. Uh -huh. And it's designed, everything that from physiology, biochemistry, atoms, it's all designed, it's all constructed, it's all like to the, nan it's like to the 10th decimal place out. Everything is so exact and if that's off even a little bit, nothing works, so yeah. everything's just, is really fixed. So that, that actually, uh, strengthened my Christianity then still my wife and I when we were first married we weren't walking the walk you know we were just living that life that free life right? yeah. not uh -huh. worrying about what the Bible says yeah and we kept getting invited to life church so finally we're like fine we'll go <laughs> so we show up Stephen Cole is is playing uh, like ain't no sunshine and Stephen Cole is the worship leader at his church. So yeah, people know. right. Yeah. Uh -huh. So he was doing this like ain't no sunshine uh, rendition, and we're like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. And then the worship team came on, and 
it was really good and cool and I was like wow this is actually good and then Craig Rochelle came and I was like this dude's pretty cool yeah, and then uh -huh. the message was quick to the point and I knew nothing about the Bible I couldn't have tell, told you who Job was know anything mm -hmm. and so he would teach that way like he didn't know for, anything for those of you who are listening that may not be Christians Job is a <laughs> let's say a character in right, the Bible that everybody knows Craig about Craig Rochelle is the pastor because you know people right. are listening they don't know who you're yeah, you just name drop so you're good you're, that's good that's good Craig, that you're, you're, the, you're guiding this yeah, interview yeah. Just, Craig, Craig Rochelle is the pastor Danny and Denny were there, yeah. and then T-Bone, like, wait, who's T-Bone? <laughs> who's T-Bone? T-Bone is a rapper from way back in the day. Right. Yeah. Okay, so. Christian rapper, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. T-Bone, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. I was thinking T-Bone. Oh, T-Bone, oh, from, T -Bow. oh the, the quarterback? No, not Tim T-Bone. T-Bone from Smokey and T-Bone. Oh, what is that? And Craig, that movie. Oh, yeah. That's, see, now you're talking about something. I can't even, I can't even help y'all with. He can't even help me. Yeah. So anyway, oh, going back to that. Okay, so. Invited to life. Stephen Cole, worshipably, worshipably, the person cool. upstairs playing the guitar. Everything was cool. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, actually. And I'm, I was from, like, party.com. So I'd been through all of that, and I had a pretty good vibe on what was cool and what was lame. Uh -huh. And this was really, like, a cool setup. So we went back, and then the next thing you know, I'm starting to actually understand the Bible and applying the principles in my life. Then it hit me, and I'm, I'm, this is like in the middle of my, like preparing for uh, my workshops and everything. Yeah. It hit me that everything comes out of the Bible. So Stephen Covey, all of the work I was doing about encouragement, quality time, understanding, there's a Bible verse for all of that. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when I'm like, okay. This is, this, I'm in, yeah. You, you got That was the light bulb, bulb, light bulb moment. moment. Then I wanted my kids in the church, and then we're plugged in, and, and we're, we're going for it. So now that uh, you've been going to life for how long? Uh, that was 2006 is when we started. 2006. Now, one of the things about being a part of a church uh, is that you get this community. Mm -hmm. You get people. Are y'all part of a small I know you Life Church <laughs> talks a uh, small group. No? I know. I yeah. need to. They promote that so much, and that's like a hurdle for us to get into right now. My wife, she's going to some different ones, and uh -huh. our neighbor. I, like, we've been invited and gone to some, but yeah. we haven't hosted them yet. It's just time? Yeah, it's... I mean, I, I don't want to throw all the lame excuses out there that I can, but, <laughs> but I, I know it's something that I need to, like... Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But just talking about community, like... Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. That's what I believe. People sharing their stories helps us connect. Right. Uh, who are some people in your community? Who's some key people? Like, a you talked about earlier. Uh, you talked about relationships. Like you need you had an A score of A, right. and then start pointing to key relationships right. to kind of. Who are some key relationships? Some key people that you said, man, everybody needs these kind of people in your your circle. So my wife was a big one. She came in a. a, a a crucial moment in my life um, so okay so starting off as a kid the, the very first guy that was nice to me he was a wide receiver for University of Utah football team mm -hmm. uh, Frank Henry and this guy was almost like a dad to me he, he would he would see some of the things I was missing and he kind of filled in and helped out I didn't realize it at the time but as I got older I thought back and I was like man that's totally what he was doing for me then after that uh, came high school. I had a couple key key friends that uh, kept me from 
almost going through like a depression anxiety spiral. Mark mm-hmm. Christian, he was a big, uh, he was a really good friend at that high school point in my life. Then when I got out and went to college, uh, there was a guy named BJ that was always there for me that, that had like that, the guys got my back mentality. Mm-hmm. I could go through life knowing that I always had somebody that had my back. And my stepdad after that was he, uh, a quick story about him. So right when I got into pharmacy school, I was in debt, spending money like crazy, had my Corvette, uh, living the careless life. And I came to him and I was like, hey, can I get a loan? Like I gotta make my car payment. Yeah. He's like, you don't have any bills, dude. Well, like, what are you doing with your money? I'm like, yeah, I think I spent all my money. He's like, <laughs> he goes, he goes, well, my mom just left me her house. He's like, we could sell that and that could like give you a good start. And I was like, whoa, time out. No, I'm not, I'm not going to like make you do that. But just the fact that he was willing yeah. to do that, yeah. that, that told me I needed to like start doing the right things. Wow. Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to sell my he was, mom's house. Right. And help you out of your spot. And hopefully that will like get you on your feet. But I did the math in my brain really quick. And I was like, I can get on my own feet. But it's something like switched inside of me yeah. when that gesture was made. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of people struggle and they're mad and they're doing all these like things because they don't have that. They feel like yeah. nobody's in their community yeah. or they're on their own. And then so when you get some people in your life that you feel like they are with you or they have your back or they'll help you, that can help flip the score. Yeah. So that makes me think, so some of my favorite couple of verses pointing back to like real community, this is what a real church, real community should look like, is in Acts 2, 44, I think through 47, where it says um, at that time they would all come together daily. And then it says, and when they found out one another had needs, that's the reason I feel like small groups are community is important because now we start identifying the needs that we each have and how can we serve one another in those needs. Then it says that they begin to sell everything they had in order to meet the needs of the people. Wow. Right. And then it says that then they grew in favor. People started coming to them because people started identifying like, man, that's what it looks like to love people. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible says that we lay down our lives for the people that we love. Some of that is like, I'm going to give this up, even though there's something I need, I want or need, but I'm going to go sell my whatever that is to make sure that you, so that's really cool. Like that's a a perfect like application or a real life, like experience example of precepts. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. They're everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. No, that is really (laughs) good, man. So tell me what is something the last five years, a habit that you formed that's changed your life? Finishing finishing so I used to have this habit and I can, I can remember in high school there's a song by in excess it's like meditate alleviate you know remember that one so I was gonna memorize it, right? there's like six, 60 words that I had to memorize I got to like 42 or something I had them down and then I quit I didn't finish the whole song and this was a pattern in my life yeah I would run 5k's when I started running and I'd be like, I'm gonna go run five miles today. I'd run three miles and stop. Mm. I would quit. And um, actually, my credit my wife. She was like, I don't care how much you run, but whatever you say you're gonna run, finish that. Yeah. And so I started to finish. Yeah. And uh, I picked up the book, and instead of quitting, I finished. Yeah. And so, no matter what baby step, whatever little goal you have for yourself, once you learn to finish, that's, yeah, 
God will do a lot for you. So my son and I, we 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 go run, run walk. We're not like yeah. fully running, but I always say because he'll go and like leave me. Some of it's just because he's younger right. and he's sure. But I always say it's not about winning. All we focus on is finishing. Yeah. It's not about winning. Right. All we want to do is focus on finishing. And so it's cool yeah. to hear you say that. Yeah, so I'm going to make sure, Zell, <laughs> I'm going to make sure you listen to this podcast or watch it. Doug just preached what I've been preaching to you. You don't want to quit. You don't want to quit. Because that just leads to yeah. like guilt, resentment, like, like negative thoughts. Yeah. Like I didn't finish. Yeah. And it's and don't set a, a crazy goal. Don't say, okay, I'm going to run 20 miles. And then even if you only ran 10, which is your personal best, mm-hmm. you didn't finish. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure you set like goals that are achievable yeah but you also got to achieve these goals yeah yeah no that's good i can have a problem with not finishing you know yeah and some of us too like being smart about what you take on and start and right. things like that right, as well right. so i think some of that is uh just being using wisdom on mm. on that end as well right. Absolutely. so that's good that's good so what is a, a item in your life under a hundred dollars that you like i have to have this like this is everybody needs this what is that one thing for you? I drank a lot of like Starbucks coffees. <laughs> <laughs> I do, man. A cup of coffee is under $100. Yeah, yeah. You purchased Everybody that Everybody needs it. <laughs> That's what I tell yeah. myself. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs a yeah. cup of coffee. Okay. Um, so like on a like something that everybody could go buy that would be like under Under $100. Yeah, yeah. What's something that in your life you like me and I, everybody should be should have one of these those three books baby no <laughs> i'll do it for 99.99 99 99 right <laughs> i'll sign them <laughs> honestly honestly though i really believe that yeah so those three books are kind of the story of what saved me mm-hmm. and what i need to avoid in the future especially those connection killers because i'm to be honest i'm bad at relationships yeah i'm like coaching relationships because I'm so bad at it, I know what happens and how it can go wrong, and I know what I have to do daily to ensure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. And honestly, if, if everybody just understood that what the information was in that book, it, w- it really would change everybody's yeah. relationships. Good, 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 good. All right, so everybody is on social media. Well, let's say there's billions of people. I don't right. know if everybody. Right. Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all these different things are on. Yeah. You get to you you get to create can one post and everybody's gonna see it. It's gonna go through everybody's feed, everybody's gonna see it. Uh-huh. What is that gonna say? It's gonna say Heedy is the man. It's gonna have a picture of you. You'll be flexing. Heady, 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 heady. But no, what is it gonna say for real? Heady is the man. Well, I was gonna do a different spin on that. No, yeah. okay, just kidding. Um, all right, serious time. A uh, post on social media would be what you were talking about earlier. Is you gotta know. Okay, here it is. So we were. You gotta know everybody's name. Yeah. And you gotta know everybody's need. And that came out of uh, the uh, a school seminar where the superintendent came and something of the schools, the mayor was there, and one of the speakers said that, like, you need to know everybody's name and need. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about, mm-hmm. community and connection. Yeah, yeah. Because if you know their need, heady, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know your need, then I can help you along. Yeah. And that's the power, that's what this is all about. Yeah. That's what these 
everything's about the workshops, the engagement, the culture. It's all about understanding needs. Yeah. Then you make this community that's strong yeah. and you can pretty much just dominate, do whatever yeah. you want at that yeah. point. Yeah, for sure. That's good. That's yeah. good. So I don't want to, that's typically where I stop, but tell us about your event in the spring that everybody okay. should attend that I'm going to get to greet at. He's going to be there. Come. He's going to be there. Um, okay. So that is the ripple effect uh, conference. Okay. So that is going to be like a fun Ted talk style conference at Castle Falls, Oklahoma city. So it's like this big, huge conference room. There's a chef there. He's, he's going to have delicious food for everybody. Open bar, Justin Eccles band will be there. And then we'll have nine speakers doing a, a quick, like 15 minute talk, very inspirational. Some of the, the speaker lineup is, is really good. So they can visit rippleokc.com. That's gonna launch here in a couple weeks and they can see where the speakers are and, and the event and all that. Um, so you're gonna be greeting. Yeah. Uh, Mike Hong is gonna MC it and it's gonna be a really fun night. It's That's gonna good. be a lot of good stories, a lot of good food, good drink, good entertainment and then some time afterwards to even maybe like meet some of the speakers or network. Yep. Ripple, is that R-I-P-P-L-E? Yes. yes. OKC.com. Yeah, so what the idea behind that is we all go through life, we're all going through these things in these little tiny moments, it might be a hug, it might be like, hey man, you did a great job today, or, or it might be like, hey, how can I help you out? Like what I saw you do in the coffee shop, just talking to people, calling them by mm -hmm. name, that might be the difference in them going home feeling bad about themselves mm. or going home and be like, hey, I made a difference. Yeah. Penny knows my name. Yeah. Like I feel, you know, it's just uplifting. Yeah. So it's these little like these little ripples that can turn into this huge effect, mm. kind of like a butterfly effect or a ripple effect that can start to inf in, uh, start to expand and have a positive impact in your your circle, your community, your city. Yeah, yeah. So that's the point. Ripple Effect OKC is these speakers are going to give everybody a ripple that they can plant and then create this huge effect in Oklahoma City. Nice, nice, nice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening in yeah. on Doug's story and listening to all the great things that he has going on. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. man. Yeah, Thanks yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember when we share our story, we learn from one another. We are inspired by one another and we connect with one another, which leads to community. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, go win. Amen. Yeah.